He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Live from the Texas Legislature, here's Matt Long. All right, good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you and getting... um, uh, yeah, beautiful day down here at the Capitol. I'm staring up at the Pink Dome. It is a crystal clear morning down at the Capitol. It ought to be an easy, crystal clear day for the legislature to wrap up their jobs. Uh, Harley was just asking me the the very last day that they all have to show up is next Monday on Memorial Day. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, we'll see. See if they do a signy die on Sunday night. I'm not sure. I'll ask someone about that. But um, the last day of the session is next Monday. Now, that is um, the last day that bills can be passed and signed on. All of those deadlines are hitting today and tomorrow. So today is the last day that the House can consider a second reading on Senate bills or Senate joint resolutions. Now, the second reading is the reading that is where all the arguments, where all the discussion takes place. The third reading in Texas Constitution requires that uh, all laws be read three times on three separate days. Um, and so the third reading, um, actually, they can have the third reading tomorrow, but they have to have a second reading on all Senate bills and Senate joint resolutions today. And that's by midnight. Um, if you want to be entertained this evening, if uh, Monday night uh, television doesn't do anything for you, <clears throat> tune in to the Texas legislature tonight. Go to the TLO website, that is capital.texas.gov. Look over on the right-hand side, and there is a grayish-blue rectangular box, and at the top of it is a small little section that says uh, broadcasts, and you can find today's broadcasts, the live broadcasts, and you can also go back and find... um, Excuse me, you can also go back and find um, uh, all the archived broadcasts, um, and so if you wanted to see Dade feeling uh, drunk uh, at the dais um, from last Friday, um, that's, uh, that's still available. And uh, so, yeah, that was uh, a, a Twitter, uh, a tweet that got around quite a bit over the last day or two was the uh, Dade feeling uh, with a one too many drinks uh, operating from the dais. But anyway, back to the topic. If you want to watch tonight, um, it'll be entertaining. Um, they will go to the stroke of midnight. There will be lots of chubbing going on today. And what is chubbing? Well, that's just nonsense discussion by people who want to delay certain bills. And there are some bills that could get 
killed today in the House by chubbing. So we're going to go over all those. I've uh, got a list of bills that seem very important. Uh, we're going to go over some of those. Um, I do have a couple of things for your calendar before we go off on a short break. Um, and we have a, a Texit uh, meeting um, coming up. I thought we did. Yeah, here we go. Texit is going to be having a meeting on Wednesday, the 31st, so a week from this Wednesday. And uh, it's going to talk about banking in Texas uh, after we uh, secede. What will that look like? What will banking look like in Texas? Um, and so that is next Wednesday, the 31st at 6 o'clock um, at Backwoods Barbecue in Fredericksburg, also, in this one, next Thursday, a week from this Thursday, all right, go ahead and get this on your calendar. Raz Schaefer with Hillsdale College um, will be in Lano, and what an opportunity to get to uh, visit with Raz Schaefer. Um, we had uh, Raz came to the Hill Country a few years ago, and uh, he couldn't get here on a meeting night, so we had a special little uh, luncheon with Raz, and uh, it was absolutely amazing. Um, and uh, if you want to know more about Hillsdale College um, and the promotion of life, liberty, and the cultivating of love for American values, you can go to the Lano Tea Party meeting on June the 1st at 6 o'clock. They meet the first Thursday of every month. The Fredericksburg Tea Party meets the second Thursday of every month. And our speaker is uh, going uh, next, uh, let's see what day is that. It must be the 7th or the 8th, um, is uh, Mark Meckler. And Mark Meckler with the uh, Convention of States, the founder of the Convention of States. And uh, he will be uh, speaking um, on the 8th. There we go. I knew there was a date on there. Thursday, June 8th, uh, for the Fredericksburg Tea Party. So there is a couple of things for your calendar. Again, the best information that you can find for events in the Hill Country is you need to be subscribed to the Fredericksburg Tea Party newsletter. Go to fredericksburgteaparty.org. Get signed up for the newsletter. You will be in... You will know what's going on in the Hill Country all the time when it comes to conservative events, and uh, just so it's just so important. Now, we did. Uh, we're at the end of the session, so um, I doubt there will be any more uh, or too many more uh, emergency alerts going out to you. But I think you got two this week if you're signed up, and we appreciate your responses to those uh, calls to action, calls for action, and we had uh, two of those go out this week. So I have some words of wisdom from Ben Franklin for you today, and it's very applicable um, for uh, today and uh, for what's been going on in the Texas Capitol, um, actually over the last, uh, <laughs> I was about to say week or two, but I think since about January 10th. Um, this will apply. So here you go. Ben Franklin from 1740. Tricks and treachery are the practice of fools that have not wit enough to be honest. So if you're not, uh, if you're not uh, smart enough to be honest, the only uh, tools that you have left are tricks and treachery. 
So there you go, Ben Franklin from 1740, Poor Richard's Almanac. And uh, we're going to take a short break, and we will be right back. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. Matt Long, your man on the scene in Austin. All right, we are back, and this is your last opportunity. Honestly, folks, this is your last opportunity to uh, pay heed to what I have uh, been asking you to do all session is when I ask you to get out your big pencil and a big notepad uh, to write some things down. Um, This is your last chance to do that. And uh, make some calls today, today, today. Again, I'm going to tell you, today is the last day for House to consider on second readings any Senate bills or Senate joint resolutions that have come down. Uh, Harley, I'm getting a lot of feedback really bad, sir. And uh, so if you could make a phone call for me, um, the um, Senate Bill 163. Senate Bill 163 is uh, on the floor today. Now, this is a bill that makes uh, sex education an opt-in. Now, we, you may say, Mr. Long, we already have that in Texas. Um, and uh, that is, uh, we did. But that um, legislation sunsetted, as did much legislation, as much legislation does in Texas, And so now if we want to do the opt-in for sex education, that vote has to take place today. And so your House representative, whether that's uh, Troxclair or Murr, if you're listening on our terrestrial signal, that's Troxclair and Murr. If you're listening online, you could be anywhere. But if you're in Texas and you want your sex education in your schools to be opt-in, opt-in only, um, then Senate Bill 163 is going to be on the floor today, and you need your representative to vote yes for this bill. So what other bills are up? And um, here we go. What other bills are up and uh, in, in at risk today? Um, the Let's see. Um, here we go. Other bills that are at risk today. House Bill 900, the uh, the the book uh, bill that would take our pornographic books out of um, out of the uh, uh, school libraries, um, that needs to be out of the Senate. That needs to be out of the Senate, I believe, uh, by tomorrow. So the Senate has, not I believe, I'm looking right at it, the Senate has till tomorrow to get House Bills 900 out. And uh, that is one that we've fought for really hard. It has to do with the pornographic books in the schools, and Patterson uh, has laid that out extremely well. Um, But it needs to uh, have one more uh, say in the Senate, and it has till tomorrow on that one. 
I, uh, if you want to call your senator, if you want to call Flores and ask him about that, or Donna Campbell, whoever your senator is, and tell him that we need to get 900, House Bill 900 needs to go to the governor. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Senate Bill 17 um, that dismantles the uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion um, at universities, I believe that has already, I've got that on an email from yesterday, but Senate Bill 17 may have already gone through but been very watered down. Um, I was looking at Twitter earlier today, and I think they, on Twitter, it said something about a watered-down version of Senate Bill 17 that is um that passed in the middle of the night last night so uh we'll see how that goes and i'll give you a report on that one tomorrow all right there's a couple of good articles i'm going to go to right now i'm going to go to the texan which has a good article on the um Oh, yeah, this is the one, uh, the prohibition on COVID-19 mandates. Um, this uh, Senate Bill uh, 29 passed the Texas House on Monday. It is going to have to go back to the Senate. Um, there were several amendments that were added to it. Now, what does Senate Bill 29 do? It, um, it tells local governments, it prohibits local and state agencies from requiring you to wear a mask or receive a vaccine or keep your business closed to um, to uh, prevent the spread of COVID-19 or its variants. Listen, I, I had a problem with this bill all the way from the beginning because it just says COVID-19 or its variants. Um, what, the next nasty flu bug that comes out of some lab in China or Rwanda um, it, they'll just uh, say, oh, well, that was only for COVID, right? And so your local governments, again, may have the ability to force you to wear a face mask, to make you wear, uh, have a vaccine or close your business. Um, and also, when this thing started getting amended in the House, it, there was a couple of amendments that should not have been adopted by Republicans. Folks, I don't understand why they're doing some of these things. The Republicans had the ability, the full and complete ability, to keep this bill strong. But they let Democrats carve out exceptions. Um, and so if you work for an assisted living facility or if you want to put your parents uh, into a assisted living facility, they can still mandate vaxes and uh, um, uh, masks there. They so that is uh, that that was added by uh, Republican Zweener, Aaron Zweener. Man, that that woman is a nightmare. Um, why she gets anything just shocks me. I think they treat her better than they treat some of the Texas Freedom Caucus members, and she is a radical Democrat. And uh, they accepted uh, they had, they took her uh, um, amendment. Um, let's see, there was another uh, memo that was uh, uh, added to it 
that weakens it again, and this had to do with public hospitals um, uh, were are now allowed to go ahead and force you to take a a vax or wear a mask or do anything. You know, I respect the hospitals. I had to go to the hospital to visit a friend a couple of weeks ago in the emergency room, and I slapped on a mask. I did. I put the mask on going into the emergency room. Um, and so I, I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, I, I do have a problem with people forced to, to, to keep their job to take a shot, an experimental the shot to keep their job. I have a problem with that no matter where they work. So this Senate Bill 19 is going to go back. Did I get the number right? Senate Bill 29. Senate Bill 29 is going to go back to the uh, Senate where hopefully the Senate will strip those amendments out and then it will likely go to a conference committee, and by the way, conference committees are have a little bit of leeway on deadlines. So if you hear the, you know, we're getting to the end of the session, and there's a bill in a conference committee, and you're concerned about it, the uh, conference committees um, generally the rules are bent for those, and maybe even possibly at the last minute they can even come out and vote for those at five minutes to midnight on Monday night. Uh, but uh, that is just what they choose to do. So let's see, that's Senate Bill 19. Uh, where am I going next? I had the, on, uh, the Texas scorecard. I've got that one. We're going to go now to the Texan, which had a good uh, list of bills uh, that just came out about four hours ago. Um, second Texas House deadline before the signy die leaves Senate bills vulnerable to expiration. So uh, here we go. What kind of Senate bills? Uh, here we go. Senate Bill 2424. 2424. Um, that is on uh, the House calendar today. And what that bill does is it creates a criminal offense for illegally entering the state from Mexico. So that is, in a sense, kind of our own um, our, our own law for controlling uh, illegal aliens coming across the river. Um, these that bill is pretty low. the The calendar for the House today is nine pages long. All right, nine pages long. The um, the Article Five Convention of States. Um, I believe that bill was filed for, by Troxclair, maybe others. Um, that bill is like on page seven or something like that of the nine uh, nine page bills. Um, I don't even I don't I doubt they'll even get through half of those pages. So we'll see what happens that. Um, Senate Bill 1318 is this has to do with uh, releasing violent offenders on personal bond or low cash bail like uh, like Houston and some of our big cities have been doing. That bill is far enough down in the list that it may die. All right. So that is that that is the the tactics of the Democrats. And I hate to say it, but um 
We're going to remind all those guys that, uh, you know, uh, y'all all went to five-day weekends a while back, and uh, so uh, now you're running out of time. Isn't that amazing? Golly gee, you'd think we'd have never heard of that before. Folks, we need to take a short call, and uh, we're going to get a short call. We need to take a short break, and when we get back, we are going to add uh, Pastor Greg to the phone call. So y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Rhinos hate him. I'm out. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. From the Texas Legislature, here's Matt Law. All right, folks, we are back. Um, I want to uh, say thank you for choosing to listen to the Matt Long Show. And those of you who are listening to the podcast, thank you for reaching out, finding these podcasts, and thank you for sharing them. And we're going to be sharing more with you today. We have Pastor Greg Young with The Chosen Generation, as we do every Tuesday. Pastor Greg, welcome to the Matt Long Show. And welcome back to the Chosen Generation Radio Show. And it's so good to have us uh, join together as we do on Tuesdays, which we've been doing for 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 quite not, uh, what is it, for a decade. A decade. Yeah, we've maybe been doing this at least eight years and maybe ten. So, yeah, wow. Yeah. We should, like, bake a cake or something and have a party, Pastor Greg. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> I'll, I'll have the party when we get Austin straightened around, okay? Well, uh, that's it. Yeah, no party, in other words. That's not happening. Pastor Greg, Austin is stepping one baby step into the pits of hell every single day. And that was not the word I was, the language I was going to use, but it came right out of my mouth. We're, we're baby stepping our way into hell here at the uh, People's Republic of Austin, not only the city, but our, our, our legislature and uh, so many, uh, just so many aspects of Texas law and life are just, um, just scary right now. Yeah, well, you know, First uh, John 3, 4 says, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. And uh, and the other verse that comes to mind is uh, James 4, 17. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. When when we have, uh, you and I talked a little bit about this this morning. We didn't have our Monday night call. I was all over the place yesterday afternoon trying to get things wrapped up to come to Austin. But one of the things we talked about was the the little uh, the little the little things we give in to, the little sins we give in to. I, I you know I I don't know. I call them little sins. I think most people know what I'm talking about. And the little things that lead us down a pathway, and we say, well, it's not that big of a deal. And uh, I think that the analogy I used is there's a big old lion behind the door, and I know better than to open the door all the way. But, you know, I, lions, I may want to take a look at that lion. I may just open that door up just a little bit just to take a peek at it and see how pretty it is. 
But once you start cracking that door open to sin, to to weakened laws, to to uh, weakening your principles, stepping away from your principles, even if it is just a small step away, talk to me about how how damaging that is, Pastor Greg. Well, I think you know again to the scriptures that I that I shared. You know, it, it, the problem is is that we have to decide. Who's the lawgiver? Who is the one that decides right and wrong? And and you know, our in our entire country, our nation, our founding was predicated on the on the understanding that our laws are given to us by the Creator. Our rights, our liberties, our freedoms, our happiness, it's all given to us by the Creator. Therefore, he is the one who deems what is right and what is wrong. These compromises that are consistently made are essentially stealing from that. And so what's happening is, is without realizing it, maybe, we are slowly transitioning then from being in a place of freedom and liberty, freedom and liberty given to us by God, to giving over our allegiances to men, and subsequently, we are abandoning our freedom, we are abandoning our liberty, and we are letting man decide what is right, what is wrong, what is truth, what is a lie, and and it's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. You know, the, the one of the hardest things as a Christian and a younger Christian and trying to figure out, and in my struggles earlier in my life when I completely turned away from God and the church and, 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 uh, and Christianity, one of the things that was so hard for me to understand was the freedom that we receive in Christ and the chains of bondage that we voluntarily put on. I believe it's Paul that talks about how we voluntarily put ourselves in chains, in the bondage of sin. And for so many people, it seems like it's always the opposite, that when I go to, when I become a Christian, I have to, all of a sudden, I have to put on all these chains and rules, and that being a, and but that living out in the world and living a sinful life, that somehow that's freedom. Folks, um, Pastor Craig, we kind of got that upside down, didn't we? Well, we we do. We 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 have allowed that to you know to turn us around and 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 create the lie and the deception. You know, did God really say? And I think we lost track of the reason why God put those laws in place to begin with. The entire world at that time was pagan. Okay, sacrificing children and and sacrificing human beings and uh, and and engaging in all kinds of hedonism and so on, all of that was normal in the society and in the culture. And people were dying, and they were sick, and they were ill, and there was all kinds of disease that went with all of this unholy and unnatural behavior and and so the net result of that was is again there was a lot of suffering that was going on and so god stepped into that and picked abram 
and took him out of. Remember that it was Abram's father who actually shaped and formed the idols that these people would worship. Yeah. So he came out of that, and he left that, and he was told, leave your family. Now, of course, he you know brought Lot with him, and that was an adventure, wasn't it? But uh, nonetheless, he, uh, he, he came out of that, and God then began to show him how to live. And then, uh, you know, we, we get to Moses, and now we have a, a new culture, a new society. And so we see, again, the lawgiver, the Lord, gives out these laws. Because why? They provide a healthy society. And it's interesting because the more, the more that, you know, that the studies are actually done, the real studies, not the fake ones, not the phony ones, but the real studies are done, the more we discover, guess what? Children raised in two-parent homes are more likely to have good health, more likely to have uh, good choice, uh, you know, uh, Parents that are, 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 you know, when you raise a child in a home with a with a, a mom and a dad, uh, stay-at-home moms. There was a recent study that just came out about the impact of a stay-at-home mom and how dramatically that impacts the well-being of a child. Gee, hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> imagine that. What, what, a, what a concept, you know, for a <laughs> They actually come home and and mom is there. You know uh, the the impact on their education, the impact on their principles and their morals, and and all of those kinds of things. Uh, again, uh, you know, look at how much we're we're dealing now with these issues. They've they've moved over. I mean, that concept of them creating uh, a a artificial womb. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I mean, that is real. That's not a joke. That's real. But do you know that a lot of that exists because of how sterile an entire generation is? And why are they sterile? Because of an STD that they got because they were encouraged to have sex outside of marriage. Absolutely. You know, I remember um, and, and growing up in Church of Christ and being a very legalese uh, type of raising, I remember a class I took or a course uh, I took uh, that uh, that had to do with looking at the Old Testament laws and why they were scientifically good laws and uh, the prohibition on pork and some of the other habits that were in the laws in the Old Testament, we look at them in the light of modern science, and those laws made a lot of sense just in modern science. Now, let's throw science out the window and take a look at some of the laws that we have had in today's, where we talk about marriages between a man and a woman. And there is a valid scientific, <laughs> biblical reason for that, and like you just said, that has been proven in studies over and over. But those laws, like you said, all of them have and have and had a good reason. Yep. 
Well, and I think the other thing, too, you know, going back to the, the, the basis of the conversation about, you know, the compromise, um, I don't know if we talked about it on your program last time or, or you and I just talked about it in a conversation that we had, but we talked about, you know, the Bible and prayer being taken out of school and how, you know, well, where where was the upheaval? Where were, where were the protesters? Where was the right. people who were, well, they're incrementally, that had been happening in the public school and in the public sphere going back into the 1920s. So they, they had been doing that and, and they had been, you know, preparing people. And, you know, you and I talked about this before, but when you and I first got together and we were, you know, doing, you know, activism together, I remember one of the things you told me when the first time I came to, to speak to the tea party was, okay, now listen, I know you're a pastor and all this, but you're really going to have to tone down the God thing here because we're not a religious organization, right? Yes, you are absolutely right. Oh, my goodness. Have we? Yeah. (laughs) And, and, And why? Because we let them set the agenda. We let them tell us that there was separation of church and state. We let them tell us that, well, we can do this under our own power, and, and, and the Tea Party can do it without God. No, you can't. Right. Nope. No, you can't, okay? Uh, you know, you were Ben Franklin, which I think is so cool, by the way. You looked awesome. Uh, Thank you. But, okay. but, you know, what did Ben Franklin say, right, about Providence and, and how Providence won them the war? And now they were going to discard Providence and try to start a nation. I mean, that's that's exactly where we, where we went. Yeah, and it's why we're here, folks. It's why we're here. Yep, absolutely, Pastor Greg. We are about out of time. I just want to say thank you. I really enjoy our Tuesdays with you, and um, let's. Uh, Let's continue to uh, keep spreading truth and the word and, um, and uh, not let them uh, eat us up one little bite at a time. Let's start standing up and fighting back on, on even the little baby steps. And let me just say this, First John 5, he who is in us is greater than he who is in the world, and he who has called on Christ has overcome the world. So just remember that you are victorious. You can stand strong, be a Joshua, and be courageous. God bless you, Matt. God bless the whole country. Love you all. Uh, and uh, Children Generation Radio audience, we'll be back right after this. All right, folks, y'all stay tuned in the Hill Country, and we're going to take a short break. There's more where that came from. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. I'll be back. Live from the Texas Legislature, here's Matt Law. All right, folks, we are back. Let's wrap up this fourth quarter from the um, from the uh, capital of Texas. Uh, in uh, I'm in Austin, Texas, and I'm hearing Harley all over me in the background. So let's see. Um, with the uh, 88th regular session 
is about done, and where are the issues just of the big picture right now? This is an article in the Texan.news that came out uh, about yesterday, about this time. So could it be completely changed? Yes, it could. But uh, overall, the here's the idea. The budget is settled mostly. All right, there is still a conference committee the, between the two chambers having to do on the budget, um, but it's mostly done. School choice, um, the Texan says, is dead mostly. Um, I am not happy with it. Um, it says uh, the, the latest news I got since this article was written was that uh, it had gotten watered down um, I'm not sure where this is going to go, but we will see at the end of today, we will know, did we get school choice? And uh, the left is starting to really use the term voucher. Um, in fact, I saw several tweets that said, use the word voucher, use the word voucher, because people hate that word vouchers. So anyway, we'll see school choice is dead mostly, but Governor Abbott made such a big deal of that. If school choice dies completely, we will get another special session. Uh, border security, uh, the term they use, uh, the Texan uses, is battered. Um, we've talked about that the last couple of days. House Bill 7 and House Bill 800 are both waiting for a vote in the uh, Senate. I think House Bill 7 is up today on the list. But again, it has till tomorrow in the Senate. The House has to be done today with Senate bills. Um, property taxes. Uh, the Texan says we are at a stalemate on the property taxes, which just blows my mind. Again, this is in the hands of the Senate now. And uh, so uh, we'll see uh, what the Senate does with this by tomorrow. School safety. Um, there were uh, two bills that were um, uh, designed to harden schools uh, this session, the House Bill 3 and Senate Bill 11. Um, let's see, the Senate passed House Bill 3 with the House uh, set to consider Senate Bill 11 today. All right, now House Bill uh, 3 requires every school to have armed security and allows trained school employees um, that meet the requirements, that can meet the requirements, um, offers them uh, it offers them a nice bonus. Um, and the way the left was putting it on Twitter was uh, the only way to get a bonus now in Texas is to carry a, a gun into the classroom. Um, that's uh, not right, but uh, you do get a bonus if you, um, according to this bill, you will get a bonus if you sign up, take the training, and are willing to carry a firearm as a teacher. You will get a bonus. So there you go, nothing wrong with that. Uh, the power grid is close. Um, Senate Bill 7 uh, would require some... Uh, uh, firming up, uh, if it, it basically says your generators need to be supplemented with some backup power, and uh, they want to uh, create what's called a dispatchable reliability reserve service. Basically, what that is is another fleet of, uh, of break-in case of emergency generators. 
for when the get, get for when the grid gets tight. Um, they're talking about that about four billion dollars per year. So anyway, there are some other power bills that are coming up. Again, all of this is so up in the air that I could have you make phone calls all day and tomorrow and. I don't know that anything is going to change. It is a matter of will the Republicans allow the Democrats to chub their way and kill so many of these bills. And um, the Republicans, by not fighting back against the chubbing, they're just happily giving in to the left. Um, I've got a uh, our good friend Michael Quinn Sullivan came out with a book uh, recently. In fact, the Tea Party ordered a box of them, and we will have those available at the next meeting at an incredibly low price. And uh, But I want to read uh, one of the uh, short essays in here today for you to wrap up uh, today's program. Um, and it's called, Just a Small Bit of Liberty? Question mark. Even the sincere tyrants, the benevolent tyrants, are still tyrants. You may remember the 15 days to slow the spread. Um, Yeah, remember that, which became months and then years of government restrictions and mandates. Millions were unemployed and untold thousands of small businesses vanished. We were told to give up some of our freedoms and accept the imposition to serve a manufactured notion of the greater good. Once the mandates and restrictions began to lift, we saw that whatever their intentions, the result was an erosion of liberty and extension of suffering. The experience stands as a sad indictment of how little our fellow countrymen value our republic's hard-won liberties. We allowed governors to become feudal lords, mandating restrictions that would have once been unthinkable or at least required legislative debate. In terms of practical governance, the chest-thumping conservative bastion of Texas was revealed to have much more in common with the left-wing realm of California than the Lone Star State's public relations would suggest. Too many of our countrymen, even conservatives, succumb to the idea that it's possible to sacrifice a small bit of liberty to the false god of safety and the public good. Such a notion didn't arrive overnight, but has been woven slowly into the fabric of our culture. We have rejected God and therefore the notion of inalienable individual rights. History is abundantly clear. When individual liberty, even a small bit, is made subservient to the publicly contrived or politically contrived public good, only pain and suffering will be the result. Whether it was the Democrat icon Franklin D. Roosevelt sending American citizens of Japanese ancestry to internment camps and seizing their property, or Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott unconstitutionally seizing the power to close small businesses, The claimed good cannot be found even with the most powerful microscope. 
sacrificing individual liberty for the sake of what a politician decrees as the, quote, common good, is to say that liberties originate from government and not God, and what government gives, government can take away. As C.S. Lewis once noted, when moral busybodies determine what is good for everyone, everyone ends up suffering. When a benevolent tyrant When a benevolent tyrant, as a self-governing people, we must stop acquiescing to the politicians and moral busybodies. Y'all stay tuned for Lorraine. We must continually assert our commitment to preserving the inalienable liberties granted to us by God. We'll see y'all back in the studio manana. KRNH HD2, Kerrville, K271CH, Frederick.